welcome and thank you for listening to us. And I'm going to emphasize the listening to us because today you are going to be learning and growing your wisdom around the subject of listening. Um, before I give a little bit more information about that, I'm just going to explain what BIP Chat is. So as I said, the acronym BIP for BIP is Business is Personal. It is a philosophy that Thomas and I have believed in all the way through our business careers. The importance of allowing people into your life and allowing yourself into other people's lives. There is no greater gift than building personal relationships with people in business and in our domestic and home lives. And um, Thomas and I started BIP 100 in October 2020. No coincidence there. We were a little bit into the COVID period. A lot of people feeling they needed to connect more deeply with people in business. And whilst a lot of us network and we use great tools to do that, we've got a strong belief in the power of community. Very different experience. Community is about love and belonging. And when you bring business people into a loving and belonging environment, it's incredible the magic that takes place. And we are very um, careful about who we bring into our community because some people don't have community values or it's not the right time for them. Very proud that Christopher Sigmund, who we're going to be talking to today, um, joined our incredible community. Christopher's based in um, South Sweden and he is a philosopher and he works with leaders and individuals to help them to build powerful teams. And um, I'm going to ask you, Christopher, in a minute to explain that a little bit, um, bit more. I know that it's very much around really having the courage to look inside ourselves and know ourselves as well. Now, I said that I'll just give a little top of the show um, explanation of, of this. Listening is really quite a dying art, I think. Um, I think broadcast has taken over us online. And it has also, to a certain extent, taken over us in our other parts of our lives. Um, people often listen in order to wait for their turn to be heard. And some time ago, a couple of weeks ago, Christopher ran something very powerful within our community, a listening circle. And we had quite a profound experience here. And Thomas has always talked about listening as a service rather than software as a service, LAS, not SAS. And so we are really thrilled to bring the skills and the wisdom of Christopher into our community and to you today. So Christopher, um, help me pad out a little bit more so people here know about you and then obviously introduce our two amazing guests that you've brought forward, Effie and Alexei. Thank you very much, Penny. And thank you so much for that lovely welcome. Uh, I'm really happy to be here. It's an honor um, to be part of this big chat. Um, and uh, I, as a, as a philosopher, it's, it's, it's a term that I use to, to mean many different things, really. It's, it's a, the way I work is holistic. So um, in, including both the, the intellect and the emotions and the social aspect, the physical aspect and the, the big picture. Um, and so I'm, I'm both a personal philosopher and a business philosopher. And so I work with individuals and with, with groups, with teams or teams of leaders uh, and in different ways. And it can be around leadership. It can be around relations. It can be around communication uh, or around structures, understanding structures or, again, seeing the big picture. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's this is something that has come about from from a very long experience in different fields. Like I have a, 
experience from railway engineering, I have experience from law, I have experience from music and theater and, and, and all these things are now, have now come together in, in what I do, um, both, uh, both literally and figuratively. And so uh, I've invited uh, two people here, Alexei, uh, I'm very happy that you've joined. Alexei is, is a client that I work with. He's at Lund University, is a, is a leader there. Um, and we've worked both individually and with, with a group of, of leaders, leadership team. Um, and, and so in different ways, both, both listening and bringing in music and bringing in different aspects of this holistic approach to how I work. So that's, I'm very happy to have Alexa here. Thank you. And Effie um, is my big friend. Um, I, I'm very happy that we met Effie um, some months ago when I joined BIP and, and we had some really good conversations. Um, um, I think for the first, the first time we met, I already felt like, okay, this would be an interesting person to talk more to. And Effie was part of the listening circle uh, that you mentioned before, Effie. So I'm really happy that, uh, that you wanted to join Effie. Thank you for, for being here. Thank yeah. you for inviting me. I went to... Um, very influential people you've brought along here um and so thank you Christopher incredible for Thomas and I to 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 witness this actually and it's quite interesting actually as a test of my interview ex, um, experiences here and my wisdom in interview because how much that I need to focus on listening in order to f create the flow here rather than thinking of my next question and that's often one of the challenges isn't it about listening would you agree with that yeah, definitely. I think that a lot of the time we, we listen in order to like, oh, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? I get? And then you start listening to what's in your head instead of paying attention to what's outside. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, but then if you don't do that, you know, if you just focus outside, you must like, oh, what am I going to say when it's my turn? I think a lot of it is about trusting that when it is my time to speak, I will know what to say. So for now, I leave that and be present with what's happening. Yeah, wow, that's beautiful. That's just got me off the hook here. That's, that's good. Fantastic. I love that. So um, let me give the listener here, because we want to keep your attention, and we all really hugely respect that you are giving us this time to listen in here. Um, so thank you. I want to give you an idea of the sort of things we're going to cover. We're going to talk about the difference between individual listening and one-to-one -one listening. Um, also, the power of listening inwards, um, which is quite an interesting subject, I think. Um, different types of listening, you know, are we listening while we're standing, walking, sitting, um, the, those, and the types also, whether you're listening to understand, to reply, or just to be present, as Christopher just said. So I think this is going to be a very powerful tutorial in that. So um, let, can, I, can I go to Effie here? Um, I think I'd like to understand a little bit from Effie about, I know this did have a profound impact on you being in a listening circle and I wondered as somebody who's experienced that whether you could just give an idea of what that was like and, and why it was quite profound we witnessed actually um, how profound it was for you I wonder if you could share a little bit about that yes with with great pleasure and and as you already mentioned it was profound in many ways first of all I must share that um <laughs> I'm immersed in distraction being um, um, a fintech tech influencer, which means that, you know, I'm, I'm 
not living um, a life that uh, is is by its nature uh, prone to to listening, whether it's myself or or whatever. It's it's really immersed in distraction. Uh, so so that's one point. And on on the other side, it's been quite a while now that. I've been asking myself the question, how can I combine business with spirituality? And to me, the experience that Christopher offered um, really was an example of how it can be done. So to put it in context, it was a listening circle on Zoom. It was 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, which for me means right in the heart of, you know, a business day wasn't at six o'clock in the morning where I wake up and, and I'm calm. And very quickly, I managed to sort of uh, shift from that distractive world that I live in and, and follow the guidance that um, Christopher um, you know, um, uh, shared, offered uh, to us. And it was really profound because it was also digital. It was online. It was in Zoom or Zoom. It wasn't in person. I didn't change my physicality. I was sitting at my, my chair, you know, my laptop and everything. So it was extremely powerful for me how quickly he, he managed to shift uh, me into this world of listening and I'm sure I'll have the opportunity to share a little bit about the quality of listening because already you mentioned that there's different types of listening so mm. was I That's listening to myself I think I was also listening to others in the circle so it was quite uh, profound and unique Gosh, that's, uh, I think you're so right, the way you highlighted that our lives, you know, we do get so distracted and almost the point where actually being able to concentrate on one thing becomes really hard as well to focus on something. A, when you know there is so much else that you could be doing and B, when your mind is already working at, at, at hyperspeed through the day with tasks. And it was really incredible the way Christopher did um Bring, down, bring us all down to a, a, I suppose if you could have done a sound wave, it would have been very calming from, we all probably came in with a very strong wave and then calmed that wave down. And I want to come back to you, Christopher, about these listening circles. And you've just been listening to Effie and I'm going to spell her surname. And Effie, you probably have to pronounce it. It's a beautiful name. Ilarino. Ilario. Pilarino. <laughs> yes, so if you want to look up while you're listening here it's very um, hard yeah don't go off um if you're watching this live on linkedin don't go off this this tab because you'll stop hearing us but if you write this down so you can look at her she is a, a um so global influencer in the fintech um market uh, fascinating lady so effie is e-f-i and then p-y-l-a-r-i-n-o-u and how do you pronounce that penny um <laughs> pilarino good <laughs> thanks for that that was thomas putting me on the spot there um, but i will be repeating the names at the end for you to be able to look them up and alexei um fascinating work that you do i know that you um a global 
authority on this on the subject of uh, traffic calming uh, traffic safety accident prevention and you are a, a client of Christopher I wonder if you could give some context about that um, before we move on to really digging into this whole subject of listening yeah it's actually quite interesting story how we uh, started to work together with Christopher because uh, I was quite new in my role of uh, of a leader uh, a, head of academic department. And then I have also some people working with me who are in charge of smaller research groups. And I really felt like all of us we were kind of like green in that role, kind of uncomfortable with leaving like, you know, the comfort of like, that's my little piece of research I'm doing and I'm responsible, that's it, don't touch me. And then suddenly you are responsible for like 40, 50 people working at you and you realize, okay, they're coming and crying in your office and like the babies are being born, uh, like the money are not coming that you expect to come. So all those like practical, psychological, human things that are happening and suddenly it started to take like half of my working time to deal with that. So I really, I really wanted to, uh, yeah, to have someone to, yeah, to talk to actually. Like I, I didn't, I couldn't formulate the question at that moment, but what I really needed was someone to talk to, someone who would listen to me. <laughs> uh, and once we started uh, our sessions with Christopher, like, I mean, he didn't advertise it. Like I will come and listen for, for you for one hour and you will pay me. I, I don't think it, it it sells like if you know nothing about it. Uh, but what I realized after a couple of occasions, that's exactly what was happening. Uh, like he was a consultant. He was supposed to give advice. But basically, I was talking all of the time. And then at the end, wow, I have a solution. I do have the answers. <laughs> so some kind of magic was happening while I was putting my like feelings, my problems, my some under conscious uh, whatever disturbances i was putting them in words uh and they landed well like there were no criticisms there were no some kind of aggression coming back it was just like okay take it out and once you see it in front of you it's become very obvious what to do next how amazing what an incredible leadership skill to be given, actually, to, to do that. And do you apply this a lot now in your in your work? Uh, yeah. So now we're actually running together with Christopher, we're running a leadership development program for my like how do, how do I call them? Sub-leaders, <laughs> group leaders who work with me. Uh, and now, like being on the other side, I really kind of realize how, how it works, what is the process, what are the necessary components, like how do you combine all those magic ingredients and finally, poof, something happens. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. And, you know, huge respect for you as well on, on embracing this in, in your leadership. Sorry, Thomas. Alexia, I was going to say, you said you were spending half of your time um listening to your uh, sub leaders your group leaders um because they had so many issues domestic issues personal issues to talk through with you now that now that you've done this this leadership listening or listening leadership development however you label it has it has it saved you any time have you got a deeper relationship with your sub leaders is what what's kind of changed as a result of doing it 
uh, I can clearly see the difference in my reactions because in the beginning, I was really focused on finding quick solution. Like, yeah, whatever. Like I have problems with my husband. I cannot work. I cannot concentrate on my work. Okay. And then I'm coming, giving my advice. Well, I get a and new husband. That, that's very stupid strategy, I would say. <laughs> uh, so instead, what I'm doing now, I'm listening and I'm saying, okay, if you want to talk more, I am available here. But usually people, once they've emptied all that, they feel relieved. They feel kind of, they start to see new horizons. So actually it's not that they're coming for answers. They're coming for someone who would acknowledge understand accept that they do have a problem and uh, just by talking through them they they do find solutions themselves yeah that's that is stunning something christopher that comes up to me listening to alexei there is um i suppose looking back into my childhood my parents were not and i think my age a lot of parents were like this they they didn't listen they didn't ask questions they weren't really interested in my life and it had a really profound impact, I think, on my self-worth, which I didn't discover till I was later in life. When you deeply listen to someone and make them feel significant by the fact you're listening, it really does uh, have quite a profound impact on that person, doesn't it? Is it yeah, I believe it does. What, so what is the question, Penny? Well, it wasn't really a question. It was just, you know, that I suppose this subject of listening has such breadth of impact on people and on organizations but I was suppose I was wondering more about you know when Alexei was speaking there mm. I thought you know he's become a leader or it was always a, probably you but you've been given some tools to do it that enables his team to feel significant enough where they're not just there to perform tasks they're there as a person and that they're significant to Alexei um that they are worth giving that attention to and do, do you feel that listening you know is that a big part of why we should listen to people i i think um my general my general attitude around this is that when it comes to these these matters of of the inner world then everyone really has their answers within them and if we look at the external world of course solutions can be in many different places but when it comes to you know, how should I manage my myself, then everyone really is the master, but they might not be in contact with that yet. So I think listening, the way I approach it is that I'm not there to, to solve the problem for someone else. I'm there to, to hold up a mirror to, you know, then the other person will see themselves or to just get, hold that space. And then the solutions will present themselves, much as Alexei was describing. Um, so I, th I think that, but then, then the other side of it is that it's so very different where the conversation goes. Like um, with one person, you know, it might lead in, into, into one thing and, and not, with another, it might lead into something completely different. Uh, like, you know, sometimes it can be relations or sometimes it can be just like health or it could be wh whatever is is uh, needs to come to the fore um and again i think that by by allowing and being accepting and and working with with radical acceptance around what is whatever is most needed to present itself will present itself 
So, so the way that I hold space is really about being present and, and allowing it to, to guide. Yeah. If so I can, can just I ask... confirm uh, what, what Christopher is saying, my experience is also that uh, it doesn't really matter what was the initial subject of the conversation. But if you really establish that like deep listening, people will come to talking to the real problem. Like there is someone deep inside, something deep inside bothering, and you can start talking about that, but they will come to the real problem quite quickly. Yeah, I like that. I want to pick up on that in a minute, actually. Thomas, I know you were going to say something. Yeah, Christopher, you talk about holding the space and holding up the mirror. Um, is it... Does the breakthrough happen for the for the uh, for the listen, listen the the person asking the question? Is the breakthrough happening for them because they're talking it through and they talk out their own solution through the talking, or does the breakthrough happen because they're being listened to? And as Penny says, they're having the recognition or significance. Of being of being heard, and and the being heard releases the solution for them. What do you think? <laughs> oh, he's annoying, isn't he? <laughs> can I can I jump in? I mean, when I have I've been listening to Alexei, and it seems to me that there's two sort of magic things that have happened um, here. It's not only that um, uh, Christopher was listening to Alexei, but now it seems that Alexei has learned to listen to everybody around him in a way, you know, in a magic way. It's as if he's, um, you know, like the neurons have mirrored what uh, what uh, Christopher is doing and, and Alexei can can do it in his environment in in context is mm. is that yeah I get what you're that saying that resonate uh, Alexei or or is it my yeah, that's good Effie that's good yeah. I would agree. I don't think it was very conscious, but I started to kind of copy, copy and doing what, what Christopher is doing and just realizing that it works. And then you continue. The, the challenge, I think, um, I remember having this conversation, I was out socially and I, I suddenly took responsibility on this table of, I think there were about eight of mums for keeping the vibration of the the event going, you know, keeping it everybody chatting and being very cautious when there was a quiet moment and filling it, thinking. And then this lady next to me said to me, um, I find these events really hard. And I said, why? And they said, because it takes time for me to say something, but there's never any silence for me to speak. And I've, I was a really, it was, this was about 20 years ago. And it was a really big moment for my own self-development when she said that, when I realized that some of us do, do take on a responsibility to make a noise because they, they want that all the time. You know, they think that's what makes something fun for everybody. Is that something you've 
noticed in people, Christopher, that people fear silence almost. I mean, certainly it's it's uh, it's it's prevalent uh, in many places. It makes me think of of music actually, because uh, I'm a musician and I play music, and I find that the more that I play, the less I play actually, and the more experienced I am with music, the more I appreciate the silence as well. It's not that I don't think think that the silence is the music, but I think that the silence is a very important part of it. And I'm it's like. It's like so many things we see in nature also, like, for example, breathing. We breathe in and we breathe out. And if, we, if, if you try to just breathe in all the time, it just doesn't make sense. It's not mm -hmm. like that it, it adds any value. It just makes it impossible to, to, you know, it's like, to start choking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's, let's move on to this listening circle then, because... If I give a little bit of um, my experience of it, and then I want to, to pass to Effie. Well, actually, and I also want Christopher to explain it as well, but I'll just give you, the listener, an idea of what it felt like. So there was about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, where Christopher sort of explained a bit about himself and his life and introduced himself. And then he said to us, all, I think there was about 12 of us on the Zoom, uh, that we would go silent now. And it was like, you could see everybody's eyes sort of, goggling thinking what does that mean and there was this quite uncomfortable period of no we're all just staring at each other at the screen and no sound and and then Christopher said you know if there's a word comes up say a word if you want it and bit by bit somebody would maybe say a word and it was some some sort of collective experience of the consciousness was happening in the room where people were explaining an energy they could feel or something. I don't know whether that's a good explanation, but that's how it happened to me. And it, I don't know, how long did you put us into silence for, Christopher? How long were we in silence for? Well, maybe 25 minutes. Yeah. Can you imagine, if you imagine that as a listener, it's, it was very uncomfortable. Then it became very beautiful. Effie, I wonder if you'd like to explain what, what it was going on for you during that listening circle. Yeah, I would say that um, <laughs> initially with the silence, there was this discomfort of, um, you know, how, how am I supposed to, to feel? And what is the experience that um, I should, uh, you know, look up to or aim or, or something like that which i know intellectually is 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 stupid but that was what was going on and then very quickly i found myself um being able like in a dream to have all sorts of visuals or or you know um when i say um images floating in my consciousness and some of them I felt that I wanted to to voice them and those, those were the words I can't explain it I don't know you know how I made the selection um, and 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 I didn't also feel the pressure that I typically feel because Christopher said that if you want to say a word. So I feel the pressure that I should say a word. No, uh, 
it wasn't like that. So I can't explain it, but the, it was, it was a like that. And I also um, felt very connected with the words that others were, were sharing. So in that sense, there was a collective uh, experience there. Mm. I felt that very much as you've described, Effie. You've described it exactly how I felt it and experienced it as well. I'm trying to understand what it what what Christopher did there. Is, yeah, is I want to I want to come on to that, Thomas. But just before we do ask, I know you're about to ask Christopher. Um, and I know I didn't keep letting you talk there, but that's a wife, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I just didn't want to move on from what Effie said there. May I ask you, and you obviously have a right to say, I'll maybe talk about that later, but why were you so profoundly moved by it? What was it that, because there was some emotion that came out for you, wasn't there? Yes, and, and, it, and it was also very different than meditating uh, in a group, which, which I, had, I have done. Uh, meditating in a group, typically is is an is a, is a very private experience i understand intellectually that it's facilitated by the energy of the group but it's a private experience here there was more there was a collective experience so while i was in my world with my um um these energies that were coming in in the form of of words, ideas, visuals, and so on, and and um, I was trusting what was more important to 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 me to voice it. At the same time, uh, I was able to connect in a very safe way to what others were were sharing. And yeah. to float with them. It was it, very intimate, wasn't it? Yes, it was intimate with the group, and and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's. I can't it, explain it, but yes, it, it was, was like that. And did it has it left you with anything? Did it the experience leave you with something? It did. It left me with the experience that it is possible yes beautiful it is possible so you know when i'm in a in a totally opposite state of mind or consciousness right it it, it matters that i have experienced it yeah, not yeah. that i've read about it or heard about it but that i have experienced it and and it creates a sense of of safety yeah as somebody I suppose I was in a position of leadership in a way like Alexei it has experienced his time with Christopher so I felt response you know I had that sense of responsibility for for the event uh, as someone and when I was observing it and taking part I just thought there is so much respect and love in the room for everybody to stay in that listening environment and not feel embarrassed and want to leave or need to speak or turn their video off. You know, it, it was such an intimate experience for people to share that I feel there was a great bonding. It was, I don't think those of us that took part in it will ever forget 
that experience of closeness that we all experience. Um, so Thomas, I think what you were going to ask Christopher, please do fire, fire away now, because I think we need to understand more about that. It's difficult to ask the question, Christopher, because I don't actually know what what I want the answer to. But the the experience of the um, the listening, the silence, the listening, uh, the meditation, as Effie says, the freeing of the thoughts, the visuals, the ideas, the calmness, the union, the collective warm feeling you have with others. What? How would you label the experience we're going through other than we're in a listening circle? But there are outputs that come from being in a listening circle. So how would you label the experience? Why would people do it? Because it's, it's terrific, but you have to know it's terrific in order to do it. Mm. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, it's, um, it's a it's a very it's a very personal experience. So what you experience is very personal, but at the same time it's universal, uh, because I find that the deeper we go, the the more personal it gets, but the more more universal it gets as well. Mm, feeling safety in a group with others, I think that is that is an important part of it, because we all have this sense of belonging. We all have a limbic brain which is all about connecting and. You know, being community so that is a very very deep rooted need in us as human beings so that's one of them another is is a deepening of presence in a in a collective set, setting and why do you want to be present i think that there are some 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 things that have an intrinsic value we we do them because we do them we don't do them in order to do something else and for me, being present is one of those things. It's like, it makes sense. For me, dancing is another one. I don't dance in order to get fit or in order to whatever. I, I dance because, because I dance, because that's like, it feels meaningful. And I get this same kind of sensation or, or experience of being present. I think that that is a, is a universal thing, to really be present, to be, really feel accepted, and 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 safe and in connection with others that's something that we all long for and need a lot mm, yeah absolutely it does it, it is a it's a uh i'm trying to think it's the manifestation of safety in a way being in a listening circle isn't it it sort of is a way to manifest that that energy sorry thomas you want to say something? well i was going to say uh, this is a this is an assumption here or a, or a guess but chris are you saying that when you go into a listening circle you effectively have the same experience of returning to the womb hmm. uh those are your words thomas was that <laughs> your experience <laughs> <laughs> oh he's a naughty devil isn't he hey he is. He's not he's a philosopher a, for nothing. He's a right. naughty we've devil. Only got, um, we've only this has gone so fast. This, uh, this has only gone ten minutes left, and I hope we've still got a lot of your attention on this important subject. I want to go on to. It's probably going to be a little bit of a quick fire set of questions now, Christopher. Which I'm not sure how you how you like those, <laughs> but I think that there are. That it's very interesting that you said that there are different types of listening so can I start off with you know this act of listening in a one-to-one -one? what sort of 
thoughts would you give? Because people are having one-to-ones all the time. You know, they connect on LinkedIn. They say, can we have a one-to-one, one-to-ones within Bit100? What, um, what, what do you feel about that? How? Because I'm going to say something else here, and then I really want to deeply listen, is when I had my one-to-one with you, I'm usually the listener, right? And I want to be the listener when I have a one-to-one. I want to learn and listen and hear. But with you, I became I became the talker, right? And it, I found that quite interesting in, in the one-to-one. And so how do you think people should run one-to-ones and ensure that listening takes part both ways in a way? Well, I'm... I don't know about should and, and prescribing how others should do things, but what I what I could propose and invite to and is hopefully inspired to is to to really take the time to to listen. I mean, to 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 have at least a certain amount of time, whether that be five minutes or ten minutes, where it's like, okay, right now I will set aside my agenda. Right now I'm not going to think of what I want to say just like give a little bit of give some attention freely uh, and see what happens maybe as an experiment um, to see because it it might feel counterintuitive at first to to not think of how i can use what i get in order to get the effect that i want because so much of what we do is around that that think mode of thinking but to as an invitation like well just just try five minutes just let go of all that and just like, okay, I'm just going to be here and listen and see what happens. Experiment so, with it. So would, would, it, would the etiquette be that you, right, we've, we're having a 45-minute one-to-one. I would really like to listen to you. I'm, for the first 15 minutes, I just want to hear from you and then 15 minutes and then the other way around and then maybe 15 minutes more of a discussion from what each other. Would that be a very successful way to have a one-to-one do you think i think that's a wonderful idea to to invite to that uh, i haven't really thought of that i mean i i that's i when i'm in a one-to-one i listen a lot that's what i do but uh I mean, there is the potential to to invite the other person to do it as well i'm i'm usually more more for for long longer meetings like mm-hmm. for me half an hour or an hour is usually a little bit short to, yeah. you know, to get to the level of listening where I where I like to be so so I, I like to have two or three hour long meetings I realize <laughs> that's not always possible for whatever reason but yeah. but in any case yeah it's a, it's a good idea Penny to, to, right. to try to invite to invite to that let's listen to each other for a while Thomas I mean you you're the master of one-to-ones you sort of used to teach this all the time what are your thoughts on that you had your hand up there yeah, I wanted to ask Christopher: Is there a process going on here? Is there a uh, is is there a is there a listening process? Is there a structure, or is it entirely random? Because you you might be you might be on the verge of creating something like the Sigmund's listening process, or the Sigmund listening technique. And there might be a there might be a method here that you are uncovering or discovering. It could be ten thousand years old, and you're rediscovering it. But I I get a sense because of the outcomes that uh, Effie described, which I had as well, and Penny had, that it 
it's it's quite an uplifting experience if you get it right if it's correctly facilitated by by the sigmund process or the sigmund listening signal process am i am i barking up the wrong tree here what 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 question am I asking you? I know, I was going to say, you know, Christopher likes clear questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it's great, Thomas, because because it's it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be you asking a question. It's it's much like uh, Alexei was saying before. I mean, while you are saying these things, you say good things and maybe maybe the process is around facilitating other people to say good things. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's good. And then in a group, so, you know, we run mastermind groups and um, we have group Zooms. How, what's, what are your thoughts on that? Because you said that's, you know, very much, a, it's different, obviously, to a one-to-one. What are your thoughts on group listening? Uh, well, first of all, when, when more people are assembled, uh, there is even less individual airtime if you so will i mean if everyone tries to talk at the same time we've done it at home actually at the dinner table my my son proposed can't we all just talk at the same time and everyone's talking at the same time and he loved it it's like this chatter Um, so i mean you you could do that as a contrast but generally if if there is going to be an outcome in a group then you need to step back even more Um, and i think that quite naturally some people will you know step forward and they will take the, the space and they then they will talk and they you know make it make a big thing out, out of things and and i don't have any any you know that's okay you know some people are more extrovert and like to like all the attention but but there is something about everyone like being in this more ob- objective or observing mode listening mode um and it's because it's it transcends the individual. It transcends the ego, maybe even. Maybe maybe it's difficult to transcend the ego. Maybe it's not even possible. But at least it transcends some parts of it. It it transcends this like I'm here. I'm going to do this. And there is a wisdom in the collective, like this the collective awareness, the collective consciousness, which is very much there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it happens because there are several people involved um so so it requires several people uh and the wisdom will speak through one person or another but you can never you can't really know who will who will be the one speaking it so it's a lot about paying attention and 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 just like where is it coming from And, and when we come to a stage where it doesn't really matter who is saying the words so then it's then it's good i i find if i'm saying things that i find Oh, I've never said that before. That was interesting. Then I'm probably in a good place, you know, and then it can be someone else as well. I know what you mean. You feel like you're channeling. Can't believe we've only got two minutes left. Um, I think I have a feeling we might go slightly over. You said that there were types of listening, um, you know, to to understand, to reply, to be present. And I'm almost wondering whether there is one is better than the other or whether you are actually saying you apply them at different times. Can you just give me a little bit more context on on that? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, look at look at the way that politicians seem to listen. They seem to listen in order to to retort to, you know, it's called a debate. They want to cut cut uh, through the other's arguments. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I mean, 
I'm sure that that has it. It fills certain certain needs, human needs. It can achieve certain results. Um, I think what, one one question is like, what is really the end game of listening in order to destroy your opponent? It, to me, it seems like a, a destructive way of of using your listening in order to you know crush. And and a lot of a lot of things in 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 the world today are force-based which is all about dominating through force and, I, and, that, and, and listening can be sort of used as a tool to that as well whereas if it's about listening to understand it's it's a more elevating or ascending or uplifting experience generally speaking as a, as a metaphor whereas whereas listening just to be present and listening it's a more um, how should i say it's it's evening out the energy is is more um holistic open what did you say thomas holistic yeah holistic or uh all-encompassing um balancing is probably a good word it's like it's and a then, balancing energy and then listening in order to reply yeah listening in order to reply is kind of similar to listening to retort mm. but maybe more friendly though yeah and, i mean i've got but the thing is that it doesn't have to be one or the other. I've been reflecting on that during this conversation that it's actually possible to have several states of mind active at the same time. So, you know, being present in the listening, listening for someone else, we didn't talk about that, but like listening for someone else, but also like, okay, and this makes me associate to this. Maybe we'll say that later and maybe I won't, but not to get hung up on it, just like allowing these things to, to pass through. Yeah. it's so relaxing listening to him i'm dropping then, asleep with relaxation <laughs> and then well, you can go and have a sleep in a minute and then um i love the presence i mean it's really clear that you're very present here and i think that is such a challenge for us all in in this world where we ha can calm ourselves just enough to not have an agenda, not to be looking for an outcome, just to be present. Yes, Effie. And in, 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 we can feel it all here. And again, I want to emphasize we're on digital, we're on Zoom. Imagine, you know, that has a lot of power. We're not in the same room and we can feel how Christopher is, is his, his presence is completely different. Does that come from a point of not just no desire to prove yourself to anybody? Just, just you're not actually you're not competing for attention. You're not needing to prove yourself. It's you know very few of us get to that point in life where we're not acting like animals, competing for the food out there, or you know what I mean, competing for attention. It's all that sense of um a need i suppose trying to satisfy a need that being able to be present what well, how does somebody get to that point yeah, i i i think the answer how to get there is is through practice but and i think that you are you have a good point there and and i find that this is actually sometimes also a challenge for me uh, because a lot in this world is so much about wanting to get ahead and to compete and like da 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 and oh where is your sales pitch and oh you know how can you what are the five advantages to to listening you know how will it make me more money etc um, 
and and for me, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm coming from another I'm, I'm coming from another direction. I'm I'm coming from from a space of being, um, and then and then descending into this world, and. But yeah, I think you're right. It it could be around that uh, when when I hold space for processes and as much as possible all the time. It's not about competing so much. I mean, I might compete for fun, but but not not compete, not cutthroat competition. But like because you know it, it's fun to to do something. You see who who is the best, but but more like from a from a place of love, from a place yeah, of place we're, of we're, love. We're beautiful words well thomas said in 2009 when he was interviewed about um the shift that's happening in people as a result of the internet he said we need to change our attitude to communicating from being closed to open from being um selective to being random and from being controlling to being supportive and it was coined the term ors instead of csc and I think that Thomas is a brilliant person in one-to-ones because he is seeking to be open, to be supportive and accepts that whatever the random conversation is, he's just not needing an agenda. It's a hard place to get to. And it's driven me mad that he's had this belief for so long, but I think um, he's, you know, there's a lot here in what I hear about that. And um Thank you very much. I wish we could carry on. I'm sure some of the listeners do. Now, now listen, I would love you to listen. I've just used the word. As a listener, I first of all want to thank you very much for the attention you've given to this. It is a incredibly important subject and it is definitely the kindest act to listen to others and to hone that skill as a leader in the way that Alexei has um is just um phenomenal so christopher i i really um respect and admire you hugely and every time we speak i learn more and more if you'd like to look up christopher he's christopher sigmond s-i-g-m-o-n-d he's on linkedin contact thomas or i if you'd like us to connect you to him or connect with him on linkedin um effie effie piliano oh gosh was that good i'm gonna spell it again F-E-E-F-I-P-Y-L-A-R-I-N-O-U. Look up Effie. She's a huge fintech influencer, global influencer in the fintech world. And this is a harder one. Get your pen and paper out as I spell this name. I don't know how to pronounce your surname. So it's Alexei Lorishin. Is that, is that good? good so <laughs> I'm going to spell Alexei to you. It's... Um, where were you from? Where did you say that sir, your surname? Belarusian. From? Yeah, it's Belarusian. Belarusian name. Amazing. So if you're Belarusian, you'll know that name, but I probably many Where's of you Belarusia, are... babes? Oh, shush. So I, I didn't hear that question. Um, Alexa is A-L-I-A-K-S-E-I. And then the surname is L-A-U-R-E-S-H-Y-N. You might need to rewind a little bit to hear that again and um it's been incredible what a diverse group here today a philosopher a fintech global influencer and a traffic safety and accident prevention gentleman from the university in uh, in sweden university of lut is it l-u-d-t lund. yeah lund lund um l-u-n-d-t i think so 
It's been a fascinating talk. Thank you so much for your time, all of you. And thank you again to, for listening to us, everyone. And uh, I'm sending you off with our love. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so thank much. You.